The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to episode 19 of the Reinvent You podcast. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, guys, this week, I, I have an amazing guest. I just want to get right into it. Um, and this guest is actually one of my previous clients back in 2018. And uh, I reached out to her because I wanted her to get on the podcast and just share her journey, her story, and where she is right now and what she's doing with her life. And I wanted um, to bring her on because sometimes we we don't understand the importance of needing help. Um, sometimes needing help is looked down upon, especially if you're that strong person who's always been the one that everyone else depends on. You're the person that everyone else calls. And sometimes we're told that we can figure things out. And one thing that I've learned about being a strong person or even that person right now who might be living in a place of guilt and shame from walking away from their relationship, here's two things that I've learned is that there are many things that we can figure out. And then there are other things that we just can't figure out. Not because, you know, we're people who can't figure things out. It's just that when you are hurt and you are in a place of the unknown mentally and emotionally, it's hard to unpack certain things um, from your divorce or even your breakup from a long committed relationship. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring some living proof on my podcast, living proof of someone that I know because I did work with her. And um, from that point on, we, we really built a good relationship and I'm really proud of her and her journey. And I wanted to come, I wanted to bring her on so she could just chop it up with us this week about where she was and where she is now. And so I'm not going to keep going on and on. I'm going to bring her on. Um, my client, my previous client, I'm sorry, and my guest today is Marquita. And Marquita is from Indiana. And she is an amazing mother of two boys. And she is also um, in real estate. Um, and she's in real estate and she's doing a thing. I'd be looking on her IG. I'd be stalking you looking like, what's she doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be looking, trying to see what my, I'd be looking, girl. I want to know what's going on, honey. But I'm glad you are here. And thank you so much for being a part of the podcast this week. Thank you, Marquita. Thank you for having me. I didn't even know you started a podcast. and You, you are 
messaged me and I was like, a podcast. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to do a podcast and just get the message out this way to, to more people. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it was just on my heart to do it for over a year. And yeah. I was like, let me just stop playing. Let me do it let in 2020. Yep. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. So, but, um, what I would love for you to do first is just briefly introduce yourself. Um, and just let's, let's just talk about your, your backstory. Like what made, um, what happened in your relationship? Just a brief summary of you saying, you know what, this relationship, we need, we need to go our separate ways. Or, you know, and what, what led you to that point? Well, okay. So the backstory to the relationship, we actually got together in 2007. Um, it was, it was real rocky. I was in my 20s. Um, a decade I would like to go back and try to redo. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was in my 20s. We were, you know, just, I guess I thought I was invincible. We were having fun. Everything was, you know, everything was so lighthearted back then. Um, but I, I, I had my sons. Um, so I was working full time, taking care of my sons. We met in 07. Um, there was like some, some, I guess some mud in there because everything wasn't crystal clear. Like he had a situation, he was, you know, he had, um, his, his kids, moms, and that was complicated. I wasn't sure, you know, they were together, they weren't together, whatever. Um, so it really was like a on off thing, um, in the beginning for maybe like four years or so. Um, it wasn't until like the fifth year where it, everything kind of got serious. We had went through so much, um, catching them together and no, we're not together. It was just a lot of back and forth we went through in, in the beginning. Um, so when we decided to go ahead and just, you know, actually be together, be together, um, we were together solid for a good five years. Um, and then we ended up getting married in 2016. So, um, everything was, I'm not going to say everything was, was great, you know, you can, in your honeymoon phase and everything was, was, was good then. Um, but I don't think that we actually stopped to have that conversation of what are you looking for in a marriage? What are you looking for? You know what I mean? It's like, we didn't ask each other those questions. We didn't ask what was expected of the other person because we had been together for so long where it was just. Um, I guess assumed. So um, that first year was kind of, you know, us just kind of trying to find our way because I think after the signing of the paperwork, the ink probably wasn't even dry yet. And we had our own ideas of, oh, I'm, I'm wife now. Oh, <laughs> this changes, this changes, this changes. I don't like that anymore, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm husband and, you know, I'm head and provider and, you know, that old school thinking kind of came back to him and, you know, certain gender roles and i'm like wait a minute so we clashed um because we did not have that conversation right so you guys can have a <laughs> conversation on understanding each other's philosophy about marriage and yeah, what it just, meant to both of you okay mm -hmm. we just felt like oh we've been together you know nothing changes once you get married but it does <laughs> right mm -hmm. yeah. um and it takes work yeah so and i don't a work that we didn't anticipate you know we just thought we could just keep doing what you know going how we were going you know um it became a situation where though we were arguing every day um that second year i was 16 so 17 yeah so i want to say probably half of 17 yeah so that second half of 17 the beginning of 18 um 
it was just arguing every day. It was just like everything was an issue. Everything, no matter how small everything. it was. It, um, it didn't matter how small it was because the big stuff never got resolved. So the small stuff, it was like, you know, you get on my nerves. Like when they get on my nerves, <laughs> right. you, get on my, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you barely don't even want to walk in your own house because oh, he at home, you know, um, or she at home, you know what I mean? And we worked kind of the same shift. So we were at home together at the same times. But again, like everything was an argument. Even if it started off as a small conversation, it would turn into an argument mm-hmm. because what we were discussing before that you neglected to respond to is still on my head. So I still want you to answer that. We still need to resolve that. Um, Mm. He's non-confrontational. So it was a lot of conversations he didn't want to have. And it's like, okay, we don't have, we'll talk about it later, you know, and later never comes. Right. The tough conversation never comes. Mm -hmm. You kind of put the conversation back somewhere along the lines. And that's what causes the arguments to happen because you, I'm constantly bringing up the same stuff. Right. And then it just became a situation where we just felt like, okay, we, this is, this is, this is not going um, anywhere, you know? And then even if you look at it, because you, I think people forget that you're still an individual and that person is still an individual and you still have the individual dreams and goals that you had, you know, and they have what they have. And if those aren't lined up, it's not going to, it's going to cause um, rifts in there. Um, I still have things I wanted to do because I put my life on hold when I had my boys so I could make sure, you know, I went and got a, um, a career in healthcare. And because I knew healthcare is not going anywhere, you know, um, that'd be the last place I get laid off from. So it was always, like you said before, taking care of them, taking care of my mom, take, you know what I mean? So it, everybody else came first and all my stuff sat on the, the, the back burner. So at this point, um, at the, we're, we're, I guess we're, I guess we were both feeling stuck. You know what I mean? Like I was really feeling stuck and I was, it was at that point, it became like the regular routine to get up, go to work. I was unhappy get up, go to work, come home, get, you know, take care of the boys, figure out what they're going to do, you know, just with the regular routine. And then just being unhappy because we're not in here talking. <laughs> Ain't no date nights, you know, <laughs> like we, I'm in one room, you in another room, please don't talk to me. Right. You know what I mean? It, it gotten that bad. Um, so it was either we weren't talking or when we were talking, we were arguing literally probably like yelling at each other's faces. There was no in-between, was no gray area. What were some of the things that you guys may have conflicted on? Um, blended family. Like blended family. Blended yeah. family was the biggest thing. And finances. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Finances is one of the one of the top reasons as to why people split up. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And so, as, in, so the blended family and this, for me, it was you, you do too much. Not, you don't do too much for your kids because I love the fact that's that's where I fell in love. You take it like he's a provider. He takes care of his kids. Right. Um, but when I feel like it's me, you and their mom in the marriage, I, what happened? How did we get here? Right. It wasn't a level of understanding and op- level of operations. As and where's far the as boundaries? Where's right. the boundaries? Understood. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a that's another podcast for a whole different day. <laughs> Blended families, like seriously. You know, I, mean, I got a lot of podcasts for you. You know, just go back. I mean, you know, seriously, that's that's a whole yeah. different. So let me ask you this: So <clears throat> when you guys got to that point where 
you know, you just didn't see eye to eye. You weren't able to resolve the conflict. When did you say, okay, let's let me walk away? Well, um, oddly enough, it was kind of said for me. And Tanya, we've talked about my attitude. It, 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 it can get there. Right. So, at, and at that point, I hadn't worked on anything. So I was just me. And at that point, my, my mindset was take me as I am. So when he came in the house one day, he had been drinking. He was out with some friends. I don't know, whatever. So he came in and just out of the blue, I was watching TV. And he was like, yeah, so um, this ain't working. I figured it'd take you about, what, 30 days to go ahead and move out? Mm-hmm. Now, as I'm looking at it now, I can laugh at that. I can, you know, I can say it and not cry. I can, you know what I mean? Like, but right. back, then, back then, that was like my heart dropped in my feet. And I was like, what? What'd you say to me? But again, I want I, my mechanism to pain and hurt is anger. So immediately I was like, I'm not going nowhere. This is the marital house. I'm not, I'm not leaving. Right. But to give a little history on that, it was his home before I came. So that was always the known, you know what I mean, factor that if this did not work, obviously I would be the one to move. I think I, so I did the whole stubborn thing. I'm not going nowhere, whatever, whatever, um, for months. I think that happened in like June. I didn't move until August, to the end of August. Um, and those three months were I probably the most horrible months, I believe, like in my life, um, because you have a person who does, you don't really want to be here, but it's, 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 I'm trying to prove to you that I ain't got to go nowhere, but you don't want me here and you're doing everything in your power to make it very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So when it got to the point to where it just got disrespectful, right? I was like, okay, okay, Keita, we're done proving points. We got to, we really got to go ahead and pack up and walk away because it's, it's going to get, um, to a point to where it may possibly get violent. So we need to go. So was it more of a thing of proving to him, like, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do? Yep. Okay. And I mean, that's okay. And so you <laughs> got, and, okay. And that's cool. You know, cause you, that was the resistance in that season. And so now you're saying, you know what? I gotta, I gotta really go uh-huh. because if not, something can happen that could make or break me and hurt my kids. Uh And so when you decided to leave, what did that look like for you? Mentally and emotionally, where were you? Just mad. Right. Just mad. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell you mean to tell me I've been in this since oh seven. We I've invested in you. I didn't did right. this. I did you know it. All of that comes back, and then you you sit there and you feel like so you wasted my time, or I wasted my own time. Um, right, because by this time it was two thousand eighteen. Yes, and so that's eleven ta- years. We're talking eleven years of mental, emotional, financial, physical investment. So, and and this is one reason of many reasons why walking away can be so challenging because of the the investment because that's uh-huh. what people understand a relationship is an investment and so if you walked away you felt like you wasted a lot of time that you could yeah. never get back okay yeah. and so when you left where where did you where did you go so um my sons went and stayed with their dads and then I went to my aunt's house okay um because I did not um 
again, finances were invested in the home that I was living in. So um, it was so crazy because growing up, you always kind of hear the older women say certain things. And I used to always hear my grandma say never, you know, obviously never let the right hand know the left hand, stuff like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you, all, you always have a little, you know, whatever fun she used to call it, um, money on the side for yourself. And I just, I never did that. So I had to go and get myself back where I needed to be. Um, you needed to rebuild. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, basically, yeah. So just have to start over. So at that point, though, it was the lowest. You need to, you, you feel low. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to, don't, I don't want to talk to nobody. Don't nobody talk to me. All I want to do is go to work and go home and try to figure this out. You know what I mean? Like, try to figure out what my next step is going to be. That's really what it looked like. It looked, um, I was angry. I was scared. And mm-hmm. I was at the lowest point to be in my 30s. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> like I have always maintained my own place. I've always maintained my bills. I've always, you know what I mean? So to now have to go and live with somebody else to um get back on my feet was I was looking at it like wait a minute like it was looked at like a failure right so you felt there was a lot of anger mm-hmm. there was a lot of guilt maybe fear because again 11 years mm-hmm. you've invested pretty much your whole adult life at that time mm-hmm. now what's next even though staying where you were didn't make sense still nope. not knowing what's next can also place you in a place of fear to not even maybe move. Uh-huh. Y- you know what I mean? So, so let's talk about that for a second. When you said, okay, I, I fear, I'm, I'm fearful of, of what's next. I've always had things together and I don't have uh-huh. my ducks in a row. And now I got to go back. I got to go move in with somebody. So I'm, I feel like I'm going backwards now. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And so when you decided to move, um, out of the house and, and move in with your relative um what was your next move like what did you mentally had to start doing at that point number one mm-hmm. like I, I i literally had to, like i didn't i guess i didn't do it as as, as i sh- often as i should have but i literally i just i prayed I, I cried and prayed every night literally for the first probably six months of me being there and i just had to i got to a point so i think i was feeling too I was sitting in it. I was dwelling in it and I was feeling too sorry for myself. I was um, occupied with what people would think. Um, we hadn't been married long. So, if, you know, you know, I mean, I was. What would people so, say? Yeah. What, right. So many thoughts was going through my head and mm-hmm. um, there's a background with me and my family. So, you know, that thought of, I do not feel like hearing them say, we told you so. Or I don't feel like hearing them say, we, we told you you was moving too fast or whatever. Um, I, I just didn't feel like hearing it. You know what I mean? So it was just a lot of things at that time. And me, normally I um, isolate. So I ended up isolating. Mm. Um, if you were not of, you know, if you weren't my kids or my mom, obviously the person that I was actually living with at the time, you really didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of conversation for people. So I isolated myself. I prayed a lot. I got my thoughts together. Um, and, and just, it's so crazy. I stayed, I stayed scrolling a lot. Like I stayed looking for self-help. I was on Amazon buying self-help books. Like, cause that something had to change. I was like, wait a minute, because I can't sit here and think that I had absolutely nothing to do with how I got to where I am. Right. I can't sit here and say, oh, if he would have never, you know, told me I had to leave, you know, 
Um, but yeah, but what happened all before that? You know what I mean? Um, so I had to take some type of accountability and I was like, you've got to change this attitude. That was number one for me. I was like, okay, this attitude got to go. This, this snap off, you know, zero to 200 real fast. And it's so crazy because I really am nice. You know what I'm saying? Once you get to know me. But when you cross me, I had this no whole bar. Like I, it, when you, once once you crossed me, nothing. There was no rules. There was no, no It was just straight, no chaser. <laughs> yeah, it, I just yeah. It came like you gonna you gonna get the out. business in yes. yeah, <laughs> right. And the way I would um ex- I guess excuse it if you want or justify it would be that uh I stated facts. You know, like I didn't lie. You know what I mean? Like whatever I said to you, if you didn't like how I said it, that's your problem. But what I said were facts mm-hmm. so i really did i started digging funny crazy story and i tell you this all the time i'm just just you know on instagram just you know looking at everything and somehow or another i find your page well i found um a, a status or a post i don't know if somebody else you know if it, somebody else had you know uh duplicated it and put it up on their page or how mm-hmm. I, how i came across it because at the time we weren't friends on instagram I saw a video and you were speaking to, I don't know where you were, you were speaking in front of people and you were speaking on relationships and, you know, divorce and you were speaking on divorcing your story and trying to figure out and, you know what I mean? So I was like, okay. So then I went and I stopped your page and I watched literally every video you had in your page. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I had time, you know what I mean? I had time on my hands. Right. So I was like, okay. So I watched every video and something was telling me, um, something had already been telling me, like I, like I said, I was looking for self-help situations and books and stuff like that. So it took me a minute to actually call. Cause I'm just like, you know, cause I've seen stuff like that before. You know what I mean? And you reach out to a person and, um, you either never hear back or, you know, it was just some little gimmick to try to get you to come to some program that cost thousands of dollars. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so it was so crazy. I was um, at the dealership and I called. If I, ca- I think I called and left you a message. And then I was sitting at the dealership and you called back. And you were like, yeah, this is time. I was like, huh? <laughs> because I didn't, you know, I didn't anticipate you calling. I really didn't anticipate you calling back. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so she's actually reachable. I think when people see people on Instagram and on Facebook, they feel like they're untouchable. You cannot reach this person. This person is so big. You know what I'm saying? Um, But you called back. We had a conversation. And you were like, yeah, you know. And um, you were letting me know about the program. And you literally was like, but it's not about you. You kept letting me know, hey, it's not about divorce. (laughs) Not about that. I want you to understand that that's not my program. My program is to divorce your story. So it made me think on a deeper level because obviously how I got here didn't just start in 2016. We got married or seven when we met. It started back in childhood. You know what I'm saying? So it, it goes all the way back. Yeah. Um. So I was like, yeah, I'm game. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And so when you reached out to me and we had a conversation and you decided to sign up, I think it's important to like say, well, what made you say I needed the help? You know, because sometimes in that season and being the, 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 the type, the personality type that you have, because that matters too. And you, you saying, you know what? I need help. Let me get beyond myself to reach out. What made you say or think 
or whatever and say, you know what? I need some help. I felt too low. I, I was, I was, now I've been in crazy situations before. I've had to, you know, pull myself up from my bootstraps. But this particular time, I, I just, I felt way too low. I felt way like, wait a minute. This is, I'm not going to be able to do what needs to be done by myself. This, this is one that I'm not going to be able just to come out of it by myself without being even harder, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I felt like I, if, if I would have tried to do it on my own, I honestly don't even think I would. Um, have accomplished the things that I uh, accomplished since then but I also think I would have came out of it much harder than what I went in so with a much worse attitude with a much worse you know me against the world you know I would have seriously thought I was walking around as Tupac (laughs) you know what I mean and I just I had it I couldn't do it there was no way I could literally do it by myself okay so what was that like um, in the program, what was some, what were a few things that really gave you that aha moment or that moment of, I need to divorce this? Because, you know, as, as I teach people, divorcing the person, believe it or not, is, or walking away from the relationship is the easy part, believe it or not, is, is how it impacts you. Mm-hmm. That's probably a lot more significant because now it's like, how am I going to rebuild my life now? You know, am I going to be intentional about it or am I just going to put myself on autopilot? And mm-hmm. my question to you is, what were some of the things that you saw within you? Because again, I'm an advocate of you can't change people, even if you're married to them. Um, it doesn't matter who they are. We can only change who we are. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the power we hold. And so what did Marquita see that she needed to do to divorce her story? This the, the another reason why I say I couldn't have did it by myself, because um, I think I would have came out with the same um, philosophies and, and the same personality or, or, or thinking the same way that I was thinking before. Um, but in the program, one of the the the, one, the first thing and I think I, I did it for like maybe our first few phone calls and you you you, you caught me on it every time. And um, I kept playing the blame game. Every time I would do it, you would say, but see, it's not about that. It's about you. You, you, bring, me, you bring me back. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I was spending so much time just pointing the finger at him and blaming him. Being intentional was something I, I wouldn't have, you know, did on my own. You know what I mean? I wouldn't right. have. Um, or, or actually even just knowing, you know, um, the fact that when you are intentional about things, it, it puts you on a totally different path. You know what I mean? Like if you're just out here, like, Oh, just, you know, as you go or, or playing it by ear, I guess that's maybe what I was doing because I was not intentional with my day or planning my next day or planning my next move or, um, just intentional about everything that I did or said. So those things I had to reach deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the program taught me to reach deep for the, like I had to go so deep for those things. Um, because that just was not my norm. I did not know that. So I had to create a new norm, which, you know, obviously takes time. You don't just, it doesn't just happen overnight. I don't know. Did I answer your question, Tony? Yeah, I mean, you answered it. I think one of the biggest things um, that you did mention was, okay, I had to go from being a victim to a victor. Um, Because making that mental shift allows you to be an effective listener and also start to play chess with your life. And I think that's, that's really probably one of the biggest things. But let's go a little bit more further. When you made that shift and say, you know what, I'm going to focus on me now. What did that do for you? Because it's something about that pivot 
that changes everything for you personally and also professionally. And so what did, what did that make you see within yourself? What did it make you allow yourself to maybe overlook within you that you probably always downplay and say, you know what, I can't do this. I don't have what it takes. What did that shift do to you? Because sometimes I don't think we understand what that shift, what that shift really does for us. So, um, and I'm glad you asked that because <clears throat> when I first, um, what did I say? I, I left, I moved out in June of 18. Well, the beginning of 18, remember I said I was feeling stuck and I just, I was like, it's got to be more. It's got to be more to life than this. Um, so I dug my plans back out um, because I had, like I said, put them on a black back burner. And um, one of my plans was to always get into real estate. So in the beginning of 18, I ended up taking a class. Uh, which was another thing that we kind of argued about because I had to shift some things. I had to change schedules and, and do a lot just to be able to go to the classes. But I completed my classes. And so, um, and that was in March of 18. So in May of 18, I went and I sat for my test and I failed. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, huh. Now, at that point, I'm sitting, and then here comes June, and, and, and now we, you know, all of this stuff is happening. So now I'm sitting here with the mindset of, I, I couldn't, I, I did all of that, couldn't pass the test. You know, I'm failing at this marriage. At that point, I had probably a couple of friendships that had ended in not so good ways. I, it, it was just, oh my God. Like, I just felt like I could not do anything right at that point. But I will say I don't regret anything in that time frame because it I had to go. I had to move out because once I moved out that December, I retook the test. I studied harder, definitely harder than I did the first time, but I retook the test. And in December, I passed. But you have to, like, like you just said, when that pivot happens, so you have to understand how when you're sitting in darkness and when you're sitting so low, you can study as much as you want to study. You're not going to pass that test. That's what that, that's what that showed me. You can, you can study as much as you want to study. But then when I, once I changed my environment, once I changed the way I was thinking, once I changed the way I was moving and was able to, I guess, maybe take some of the load off of me, I was able to actually retain the information. When you're sitting in darkness, I don't think you really can comprehend. I, I honestly don't think I was comprehending what I was studying. Right. But when you are sitting in a different mindset, you're sitting in a different space, and your mind is much clearer. You're able to think a lot, you know, um, clearer. You're able to comprehend the information. And then I went, I passed my test. I was like, Tanya, I passed. And we, <laughs> we celebrated it. And I was like, okay, that, get that moment right there, literally, as I walked out of the building screaming was, huh, so you can do it. Yeah. Okay. That was my aha moment. You can do it. Yeah. All right. And mind, and mind you now guys. let's go that was it like now let's yeah. go now let's see what else what 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 are our other steps so, so we can actually get into the real estate business what the other steps do we have to do but now let's go yeah so let's talk about that real quick so now mind you all marquita took that test when she was working with me that was one of her goals uh -huh. um to get that real estate license and she got it done in the process of us working together. Um, what were some of the exercises? Because we worked together for 12 weeks mm -hmm. there's a, and there's a reason why I do 12 weeks. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, the reason why is because it allows you to create a new habit and stick with it. 
um, as opposed to trying to look for an overnight fix. Mm -hmm. But when you say, you know what, what's some of those exercises that you did in the program that you felt like really helped? Like what were some of the things that you said, you know what, I needed to do this because this gave me a breakthrough. This gave me an aha moment. This made me shift mentally or even emotionally or even physically. One would be the um, list. So the list of the, the list of why you left, the list of why you, you know what I mean? Like just the list, like, so you, like to remind yourself not to not forgive, but just to not forget what got you here. So that, that list, I think that might've been the very first one or a second um, exercise, but that list of what got me right to this place and, and, and to look at it, to remind myself, you know what I mean? Like, what I'm working away from, like what, you know what I mean? Just to keep moving forward and not to go back um, to the things, you know, that happened on that list. It's so crazy because the budget, and I don't know if many people tell you that, but the budget that you sent me on the, uh, with the Excel sheet, mm -hmm. that was one because again, I told you we argue about finances. So I am one of them. I can't take it with me. And he is one of those frugal, I need to know why you need this. I need to know <laughs> right. where the last penny is going. Um, so when you gave me the budget, I was like, huh, okay. I could work on this whole money management thing a little bit better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit better, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it was a lot of moments working with you where it's like I checked myself. I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That must have been my toxic trait. You know what I'm saying? Like it was certain things, just the journaling though. I'll tell you that like being able to, because I think, I, I think a lot of us as women, we depend on certain friends to call and vent to. And that's not always the thing to do. One, because I think people sometimes just get tired of hearing you. Especially if you're talking about the same thing over and over again and you haven't done anything different to change it. Two, I don't, I don't know. Because I, I feel like some of the friendships was like, you know, that were lost, were lost because of, you know, the venting or the calling and the crying and the this and the that. Um, but then people use your words against you too. So I just, you know, that became, like I told you when we first started, you know, my trust issues. Like I didn't tell you that for you to use it against me. So the journaling really, really, I, that, that's number one for me. The journaling is number one um, because it just allows you to get everything out. And once I actually started writing everything out, not just, you know, the pain, the hurt, the, you know, the good stuff too, you know, right. the being grateful for. But once I started writing down my goals, I started seeing them um, manifest more. <laughs> Instead yeah. of me just sitting here thinking like, oh, I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to definitely do that. You know what I mean? Like I would say <laughs> it in my head a thousand times, you know, but to actually write it down and then be able to go back into a book and read what you put in there last year. It was like, man. So it gives you that, um, like I said, that, that walking out of there, taking that test that day, you know, my confidence got boosted up a little bit. Cool beans. You know what I'm saying? But like, all of that put together when you throw it into the pot and stir it into the stew right. brings that confidence level up so much to where it's like, y'all can't tell me, you can't tell me nothing now. Yeah. Mm -mm. And what about that personality? Because Marquita got that, got that beast in her. And one thing that I, I never do with my clients is let them downplay who they really are. Because mm -hmm. that's what lets you shine. We just got to use it in a way that will allow that light to shine. 
You know what I mean? Because when you do have a, a, a alpha female in you and you're, you're dominant, that's not a bad thing. Right. Um, and sometimes that can be frowned upon. Um, however, no, we're going to use this. Uh-huh. And let's talk about after the program, what is Marquita doing now? Um, again, guys, when I met Marquita, <laughs> and it's crazy because I had Marquita to go back and look at her very first video when she first started with me. It's like night and day as far as just you could tell the heaviness that she had when she started to work with me. But then now she's like in a whole different headspace now. But let's tell us what are you doing now? Like you got that real estate license that built that confidence up. But what happened after that? I started just being a sponge. So, you know, you, you, when you first get into something, you're really not sure what, you know, which way to go, what direction. I was asking everybody, hey, what is, <laughs> what's this? What's that? What's this? Right. Um, and I actually found, um, I, I was with a big company at first and it just, it wasn't the right fit. So I actually found a small, I think, um, and, and this is just advice for people who decide they want to get a real estate license at some point. Go when you first get it, go with a smaller company. Big companies you're gonna be lost in. Um, they don't know you. You're just like a number at that point. But mm-hmm. go with a smaller company where you can actually get the mentoring and the training. So once I did that and just kept applying what everybody, you know, what the mentor and the trainers were, once I started just applying everything and got around and surrounded myself with people. Um, like-minded people and people who are where I'm trying to get to because that makes a difference. Okay, hold on. I got to I got to interrupt. Say that again. Cuz there's power in that saying. What did you have to do again? I had to get around like-minded people but mm-hmm. also people who were where I was trying to get to. So people who had six figures sitting in a bank account I hang around them. Now, I, I, it hasn't osmosis me yet. <laughs> it hasn't came over and, you know, fell into my bank account. But guess what? I know these people. These connections are great. You know, um, in real estate, the, it's, it's all about networks and um, networking and getting people and knowing people and talking to people. So at the end of the day, when you surround yourself, because I didn't, but, but if you remember, I told you those friendships that I had previously were already gone anyway. So making, and it was about making room. And I want you guys to think about that. So when people, sometimes we don't move because we're so afraid of losing what we have. And what happens is if it really was never authentic, chances are um, it needed to move mm-hmm. out of your life so you can make room. So that's, that's always, we always have to look at perspective because sometimes many people don't want to move because they're afraid of what they might lose but they're not focused on what they may gain. And those people who had to move out of your life, it was just to make room for what you currently are gaining now as far as relationships. Yeah, because I would have never met these people had I never took the steps to, you know what I mean? Like, so that's where it takes me back to, yes, when I first got with you or, or, or even, you know, first uh, moved out, all of that with that whole, you wasted my time or I would, you know what I mean? A, a, a lot of wasted time. Um, I can look back now and say, if it hadn't happened the way it, it happened, um, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be sitting here crushing it in real estate. Like I got to the point now where, um, that full-time job I have now turned into a part-time job. Um, 
I'm so happy. I'm over here waving my hands. <laughs> the goal being to just let it go all together because I'm tired of making somebody else rich and I don't want to be on nobody's clock no more. You cannot keep prime example. I wanted to take some days off and you know, you put in a little request and then they come back and they're like, Oh, okay. Normally approved. Well, this time she was like, Oh no, you're denied. Oh, okay. Well, what's the reason? Oh, well, I'll have too many people out at one time. So at that point, that's when I knew I'm like, okay, this, I, I gotta, I gotta go even harder because I don't care that you're going to have other people out. That's not my problem. I'm not coming, but it made it to be like, you have, I, I don't want anybody else to have control over my time mm -hmm. anymore. So I made that part-time eventually. Um, and honestly, and y'all can hold me to this. I gave myself to the end of 2020, but this was before 2020 started with this madness. That okay. Listen, we can this always the adjust. Started. Yep. But regardless of the fact, I said that by the end of 2020, I would, been, I would be done completely with that job. But yeah, so if things hadn't happened the way they did, and I'm a firm believer now, seriously, that everything happens for a reason. People are put in your life at the time they're supposed to be put in there. Um, things happen when they're supposed to happen um, on God's timing. So I would have never met these people. I would have never, um, like, ever. Like, I wouldn't even came across them. That's how in different worlds we were in. Um, so mm -hmm. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really do. Um, and it's just been, it's, it has been fun. And you know, when you get into something that does not feel like work, you can talk about it for forever. Like, this is my passion. This is what, um, and it's not just about selling houses because I'm going to do so much more. I've, um, I did a workshop before we all got put on quarantine um, for first time home buyers. Um, I plan on doing more of those workshops. I plan on starting a mentorship for girls around here who want to get into real estate. Because the upside to it is, even if you, even if you do go to college, okay, so you say you want to, so as, as a young lady, you want to go to college, cool beans, go to college. Mm -hmm. This real estate class costs a good $500. Yeah. It only lasts a few weeks. Mm -hmm. You won't be in debt about anything. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to make money while you're taking classes. You still go to college and you can still show people houses in your spare time and on the weekends. Right. Yeah, and so, and so, and I want you guys to kind of see the leveling up that's taking place. I think if you didn't divorce your story, you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't have been able to rewrite this story. Uh -uh. That's the power of divorcing the story. Like you said earlier, if I didn't get the help, I would have been probably still saying the same thing. Because if we can, and, and, and this is what I tell people too, I was stuck in my story for half of the decade. Like mm -hmm. when I look at from 2010 to, I mean, I was stuck because I kept singing the same song. Every chapter was the same until I said, you know what? I gotta, it gotta be more to life than this. Like I had that same mindset that you, that you had a few years ago. And I was like, this ain't gonna work. And so what, what that did was it allowed me to divorce my story and rewrite a new one. And so you married a new story. Uh -huh. you, re re you renewed a vow to yourself. You say, you know what? Let me place all bets on Marquita. And because of that, 
you divorce that story and say, you know what, I'm going to get my real estate license. I'm going to start my business. Like I've seen Marquita. Marquita didn't have this stuff going on when we first met. I mean, real estate was something that she was, she wanted. She, she said that, but the fact that she's actually living in it, she said, you know what, I'm not working full time right now. I'm part-time. I went part-time to pursue my passion and she's loving what she's doing. And so I, I want to ask you this question because I know we're, we're um, you know, going short on time. I want you to, what would you tell that woman right now who's in that season of hurt, feeling like she failed, maybe even having a level of guilt, shame, not knowing what's ahead? What is some of the advice that you can that you can give that woman in that season? Because sometimes we see that for other people, right? Mm -hmm. But we seldom see it in ourselves. And so what is that advice that you can tell that woman or even that guy? Because I got guys listening to my podcast, too. So this isn't to dismiss anyone. But what would you tell that person right now who's in that season? First, I'm going to tell you to pray. Okay. Um. And, and, and I don't, you know, push off, you know, my, my spirituality or anything like that on anybody else. So, you know, <clears throat> that's not for you, then okay, cool. But um, that's what I did. That's, that's literally what I, I had to do. Writing it down, though, you may be sitting there with tears coming down your face, but writing down what you want or how you want this thing to look in three months, how you want it to look in three weeks how you want it to look in six months, just, just start writing. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, formatted in a certain way. Just write. I promise you. It, it feels good to get it out. And then you can always look back on it and say, okay, cool. But once you write it down and make that plan, stick to the plan. Like literally everything you do at that point, just get up and just do something. Don't let yourself just sit there and dwell and, and lose yourself in the darkness because you can stay there for a long time. The longer you stay there, <clears throat> the, the harder it is to come out. Now, it's cool because we all got to, you have to go through it. That's the one thing also that I got from the program is you have to go through the actual process. So you can't just be like, you know, trying to take the shortcut and get over it because getting over it is not getting through it. So you got to go through it. Let the pain go through all the different emotions, the denial, the, the anger, all of that. Go through every single one um, and let that take its course. Just don't sit in it for a long time. And when you, even if you, like I said, with tears in your eyes, you got, I was getting up in the morning, getting ready for work with tears in my eyes. But at the end of the day, you have to continue to keep moving forward and doing things that are headed towards those goals you wrote down on that piece of paper. I think my biggest thing is just to keep moving. I feel like if you stop and you get stagnant and you get comfortable in the, in the pain that you won't, you know, I just don't get, don't get, don't get comfortable with the pain. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. come, you gotta find a way to get out of your comfort zone. Cause let me tell you, I'm an introvert. So being in real estate is not the ideal career for somebody like me who don't like talking in public. <laughs> that ain't that it's crazy but it's but but i've come out of my comfort zone in so many different ways i just feel like if you just just keep going and if you need the help please ask yeah a lot of people can't tell that something's going on with you because they got their own stuff going on so if you need the help whether it be by a friend or whether it be professional 
go get it. I promise you. It is not um, that that whole, oh, that's not cool anymore. No, it's the coolest thing you could do. Because those are certain things. Certain things you just cannot, you know, do all by yourself. You cannot do everything by yourself. Yeah. Um, I thought I could. So from probably 16 to 33, I was doing everything by myself. I never asked for it, right. a, a helping hand or nothing. Right. And it became so habitual where you actually believe that you can figure everything out which we Mm -hmm. can but it takes more than just us doing so this is when we know we need a village yeah but it makes you so it makes you so heavy if if anybody has ever felt that feeling of you don't even know why you have but you heavy heavy extremely you can't focus on the other things you could be doing right you can't focus on anything because you focused on too much so and you just heavy once you start to actually I guess delegate or ask for help or what you start definitely feeling lighter. Yeah. You start definitely feeling lighter and then you're able to figure out what that purpose is that you're supposed to walk in. Yeah. We have to stop wearing that with a badge of honor that, you know, we can figure it out with no help. Mm-hmm. You can figure, you can figure it out, but with help <laughs> and that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. A- allow yourself to receive the help. That's powerful. So um, I hope that what Marquita said resonated with you because again you may be that person in that season where you you are angry let's just call it what it is mm-hmm. you you are hurt you don't know what to do next like like prime example I had a lady who emailed me who was married and maybe she still is I'm not sure but she was like if I leave I would have to go back to my mom and see a lot of the times when we have to go back to something that we left we feel like we're going backwards and listen to what she said she had to do it but it was in that season meaning that you know what this is temporary yes and and it's as hard as that move was because again you're like that's going backwards I don't want to do that but at that moment you, you you had to do what you had to do and so one of her she asked me like what should I do and one of the things I said, well, you're going to have to call your mom up and let your mom know what's going on and let her know that you need her right now. So that way you can take that burden of trying to, you know, pay for a home or an apartment that you can't afford right now. But realize that it's just for right now. It's not forever. And some of us and, and the reason why I'm really putting emphasis on that, because many of us are staying somewhere that we may need to remove ourselves from, but we probably don't want to go back to something because of what it looks like if we did. Mm -hmm. And so if you're that person who is just unsure on everything, understand this, it won't always be like this. Understand that you need the help, ask for the help. Understand that this is a season and not a lifetime and put an expiration date on it. But before you, before that expiration date, what are we going to do? What am I going to do intentionally? Because like she said, I had, I had to make this intentional. I had to make it deliberate. I couldn't just like be casual. I had to play chess. And because of that, real estate license, real estate business, went from full-time to part-time. And that's a, that's, that's a lot to accomplish while having two kids, okay? So that's a lot to accomplish, and it hasn't even been two years. Marquita came to me in October of 2018. Mm-hmm. So it's just been like a year and a half. So a lot can happen when we give ourselves the ability to choose. When we say, you know what? Enough is enough. And I need to do what I need to do for me. Uh And so I just want to put that out there to that woman who's listening. Take heed to what she's saying. And so I also want to put your social media handles. Because 
this is how community gets built. This is how we help each other as women. And Marquita, if you don't mind sharing your social media handles so people can follow you um, and just stay connected with you, even if it is on social media. Yes. So um, Facebook is Marquita Rias. So M-A-R-Q-U-I-T-A. R-I-A-S is the last name. Um, Instagram is believe Marquita underscore Rias. And then the real estate pages on Instagram is Marquita underscore realtor. Marquita Rias underscore realtor. And then Facebook is Marquita Rias real estate agents. Those are all the ones I have so far. Um, I don't have a Twitter or like Snapchat or nothing like that. Um, But I wanted to piggyback really fast um, because that's off of what you said about temporary and the fact of her going back to her mom's like, I'm telling you everything happens for a reason. When I went back, when I went to my, to live with my aunt, I didn't know that she would need me as much as I needed her. We ended up finding that out as we went because in my mind, my mindset was, I'm only going to be here for a couple months and I'm out auntie. But had I moved in those two to three months, I would have put myself in a further financial hardship instead of just staying there and actually getting everything in order and getting everything in line. So had I moved that fast, I would have put myself in an even worse situation than what I was in before. Nor would have been there for her for her medical issues that trans, you know what I'm saying? So it it worked out like it was supposed to work out. And it is temporary. I was there for a year, mm-hmm. literally. And I came out the other side way better. Credit mm-hmm. cards paid off. Whatever else <laughs> debt back there was paid. I think the only thing no, I owe now is student loans and I'm going to be paying those for forever. Right. So you, this was also an opportunity for you to become debt free. Yes. And get, and, and get, you know, and, 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 and get my business going and stay on top of everything. Um, That's powerful. You know, you're not trying to buy no house for me. If my, if my credit ain't straight and I can't go get, you know what I mean? Like you're not yeah. trying to do what it is. You know, you, you people want to see that you're actually doing what it is that you're trying to talk them into doing or tell them about doing. Yeah. I had, um, I had a guest on my podcast, um, she does financial coaching for mothers and she went through a divorce and what she ended up doing was one of the things she put a lot of emphasis on is go back home. Uh (laughs) Like she said that she was like, I went back home to my mom and she paid off $43,000 of debt. Uh You know, it didn't, sometimes you you need that. Sometimes you literally need that. Um, and again, like you said, and, and you just repeat the word until you can't say it no more. It's temporary. I promise you it is. It is so temporary. Um, but when I first moved in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be here for forever. I don't want to be here, you know. Right. And had I, like I said, had I hurried up and tried to move out, I, I would have been in even more debt. Yeah. So it, it, it worked out the way it was supposed to, I promise you. And now... I give anything just like, okay, auntie. I'm coming. I'm coming back. I'm just, I know. <laughs> like you want, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm tired of being an adult at this point. Like yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, it, it it's helpful. And if you need it, please just ask for it. Like I said, I was. It took me a minute to even ask her because I didn't know what her answer would be. But her answer was, "You are always welcome here." Yeah. I first saw her telling yeah. me no. You know what I'm saying? But her answer was, "You're always welcome here." Yeah. And it's okay to receive the help too, I think, just learning how to receive Uh and realize that it's okay to say, you know what, 
I'm going to take you up on that offer. I am. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I had to learn how to do that. And But that's the pride, though. That yeah, the I pride is real. Yeah. I, yeah, I had to cut that out, too. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. It's just, you just, and you have to be so, well, you don't have, well, yeah. Because I learned how to, you know, again, push the pride and the ego to the side, um, you know, be more vulnerable, definitely transparent with those that you can be like that with. You can't be like that with everybody, but, yeah, you know, you got to learn how to be able to be like that and let the, the pride and the ego go. Because that pride and ego will get you into some situations you can't get yourself out of, too. Absolutely. Um and, and that was one of the things we talked about in the program. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful that you reached out to me. And I'm very grateful that you trust me to help you. You know what I'm saying? Especially because we didn't, like, you didn't know me. Uh-uh. I mean, that's a risk when you reach out to people you don't know. Um, and I don't take that type of stuff for granted. And I was, and I'm, and I am very grateful that we met and I'm very proud of you, um, of where you are, um, in your journey of just being who God created you to always be. And I'm, and I'm very proud of you of that. And I I wanted to say that publicly because sometimes we just don't know how to say, girl, you doing your thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and you are doing, you're doing your thing. You're doing some amazing, some amazing things. And I'm just so excited for what's to come in store for you um, as well as your, your children. And so thank you so much for just being here. Um, and I probably will bring you back to talk about other things, especially from a real estate perspective, because uh-huh. um, we need to know how to do, like if we have to sell our house or what we need to do to buy our first home, because some of us already write that type of stuff off because we're no longer married or we're no longer in this relationship. I only got this amount of money, so I can't buy a house. Like we already write ourselves off on getting certain things because of what hasn't happened the way we envisioned it to. And so we need to understand understand that we have that option to buy homes, sell homes, do things like that, seeing beyond where we are like, this is more than just about a relationship with someone else. It's actually about the relationship you create with you. And so, yes, you'll be back. Um, and I hope you accept that invitation. <laughs> but Of course, um, of course. Because I want to, <laughs> hey, that, and that's my biggest thing is like educating because I learned so much. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know that my community um, and, and, and sometimes our people don't know the ins and outs of certain things and what it is we really can do. Yeah. sometimes it's just history repeating itself you know my mom never bought a house or you know what I mean so you, you don't see that so if you don't right. see it then you don't you know what I saw was her get up and go to work every day right? Um, and so that's what I did right so I breaking would, yeah, the generational yeah. breaking the yeah, generational you gotta, you gotta, way. Yeah, cut those because yeah. it's uh, yeah we gotta we can, we can take what we've learned and, mm-hmm. and, and apply it but level it up yeah, it and, and that's really important. And so thank you so much again um, for just being a guest. And I really appreciate you. And you have a wonderful day. And we'll talk thank soon. Thank you. Okay? Thank All you. Right. Take care, Tanya. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Wow. Let me just tell you guys that I'm just so happy for Marquita. I really am. Um, I know what it's like when you 
feel uncertain when you are having all these different roller coasters of emotions and you just don't know how to handle them all. And to see where she is now to where she was when we first met lets me know the power of choosing. Um, sometimes we feel like we lose the ability to choose because maybe where we are isn't where we wanted to be. You know, as I tell people all the time, you know, certain things in life, we just don't plan. And so it's in those adversities that's going to always test your resilience. And so I really do hope that you've gotten something from this situation. Again, she had to move from her marital home into her aunt's home. She had to get a plan. She worked the plan. And because of that, she has a real estate license. She went from full time to part time at her job to pursue her career in real estate more. Okay, she's paid debt off. You know, um, and, and she's just really in a season where she's just really living her best life. And so I just want to encourage you guys to do the same and understand that in order to do that, you have the ability to choose. OK, so I'm going to put all her information in the show notes so that you can follow her if you want to reach out to her. You know, Marquita is such a down to earth um, chick. And so she will reply to you and reach out to you um, as well. And also. Um, if you are interested in any coaching, whether that be individual coaching, marriage repair coaching, or even relationship recovery coaching, please reach out to me and book a discovery call. Okay. The link will be in the show notes for you to schedule a discovery call with me to see how I can help you. And also please make sure you're following me on my social media handles. Okay. My Instagram and my Facebook is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A. S-P-E-A-K-S. Also, please make sure that you subscribe to my podcast so that you can receive weekly notifications on when the next podcast will drop. And also share this. If you know that there's someone who needs to hear this information to help them choose to move forward, then make sure you share this information. You know, we share everything else. Let's start sharing information that's going to help us thrive. All right. So that is it. That's all I have. Thank you all for tuning in this week. You have a wonderful and amazing day and I will see you next time.